Welcome to The Road to Rural Prosperity, featuring stories about rural Oklahoma and rural America. Guiding us on the journey today is our host, Ron Hayes. Thank you so much, Billy, and welcome to another edition of The Road to Rural Prosperity. Ron Hayes with you today, and we are honored to have with us today the winner of the 2022 Outstanding Achievement in Agriculture Award for the state of Oklahoma. Each year, the winner of this award is inducted into the Oklahoma Ag Hall of Fame. And this year, the 2022 recipient, Don Schieber from Kay County, wheat producer from the community of Kildare, who's gone around the world promoting wheat on behalf of Oklahoma's wheat producers and Oklahoma agriculture. It's been my honor to know and work with and be friends with Don Schieber for about a half a century now. And we'll talk with him about his career in agriculture and his uh, fame on the football field as well. All that here in just a few moments here on the Road to Rural Prosperity. We'll be right back. If there's anything the past two years have taught us, it's that people don't always get along and they certainly don't always agree on everything. Now, while we can't help you with your Facebook debates, we can help with resolving many types of agriculture and environmental-related issues at no cost. Oklahoma Agriculture Mediation has been helping Oklahomans resolve conflicts since 1987, and we're here to help you. And the best thing is we can do it without having to go to court. So if you have a conflict that might need some mediation, get more information at ok.gov mediation. Howdy neighbors, Ron Hayes for Union Mutual Insurance. Union Mutual has been serving the insurance needs of farmers and ranchers since 1938. That's 83 years of protecting rural Americans, providing town and country, poultry house, and legacy rural actual cash value policies. With 300 agents to serve you, it's time to take a good hard look at Union Mutual Insurance Company. For the agents nearest you, go to unionmutualic.com or give them a call 405-286-7703. We're talking with Don Schieber, who is the 2022 inductee into the Oklahoma Ag Hall of Fame. Don, receiving that award this morning from Governor Kevin Stick. Congratulations. Uh, what, what, what were your thoughts when you heard and got, got the call that uh, you were the guy? Well, I didn't know really what to expect. Uh, when Blaine called me, uh, the Secretary of Ag called me, uh, I thought it was just another spam call because I didn't recognize the number. <laughs> And I let it ring three or four times, and then I decided, well, I better find out. So I, I answered it, and I said, hello, this is Blaine Arthur. And I thought, oh, sure glad I answered that one. But, uh, uh, yeah, this is probably next to my wedding day, the best day of my life now with the induction. And, of course, you've been uh, honored already by the Senate and the House. Governor did, of course. A lot of folks uh, looking at you as a great example of uh, someone who's been very successful in, uh, in production agriculture. Well, it seems like uh, sometimes I don't do a very good job of farming, but uh, I had been gone all summer most of the time with my seed cleaning business, and I'm, I'm, I'm out of that now. So last summer was the first summer I'd been home all summer in 46 years. So I've had a, I've had a lot of uh, improvement maybe in my farming activities and I can get things done when they need to be done rather than wondering if they got done. So hopefully that's a difference. One of the things you've done for a lot of years, Don, is obviously be a part of the Oklahoma Wheat Commission. As a commissioner, uh, you've represented the state. 
U.S. Wheat Associates. I know that that's been a very special part of what what you feel has been your service. Yeah, the uh, U.S. Wheat Associates, you know, they've got offices in 17 or 18 countries around the world, and I've been to most of the offices. And uh, uh, what they do and and the, the people that they talk to and their uh, work ethic and everything that they do is just unbelievable. And uh, when we were in Tanzania one time, we uh, had a booth set up there and a, a wheat buyer from Tanzania came and complained about a shipment of wheat. And our U.S. wheat guy said, I remember that load, uh, that boat load, and I know what your problem was. And uh, we have done everything we can to get it straightened out. And the guy just dropped his mouth. He just couldn't believe how it was handled. And then in 2014, uh, we had a group of South African flour millers and grain buyers come to my farm, and Mm -hmm. there was 12 of them in the group. One of them had seen a combine and had been on it. The other 11 had never seen one. And so they got to ride the combine with me. I took each each one of them on a round with the combine, and they'd see the grain going in the combine, and they'd look in the bin and see the grain. How's it do that? You know, they, they were just floored how it was working, you know. But uh, back when I started driving a combine when I was 12, if we cut a 1,000 bushels a day with two combines, that was a big day. Now the combines we have will cut 1,000 bushels an hour. So, you know, technology and, and uh, know-how and everything else has just increased so much that it's got to to keep up with the population of the world because... You know, there's places in the world now for several reasons it's out of food. So we've got to do everything we can to keep that supply chain open and keep it full. How many How many people? Have you kept count how many people you've given rides in combines? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, there was 12 from South Africa. There's been some from Colombia. Uh, there's been... There's been some guys come by. They didn't ride the combine, but they were farmers from Australia. Uh, and just South Africa. Uh, and there's been some from Nigeria. And, you know, I, there's probably more that I can't think of right oh, off yeah. the top of my head. But uh, I, uh, I had been to uh, 26 countries that I counted to further the cause of U.S. wheat. So... Maybe that helped a little bit. I don't. I hope it didn't discourage anybody from buying our wheat. But uh, right now, with what's going on in Russia and the Ukraine, who knows what's going to happen with uh, grain prices and everything. But we're very fortunate that we got a little bit of rain this last week, and the wheat has just turned around. It's not even the same crop it was two weeks ago. So I'm just really pleased with mine. It's. Uh, I've got the best stand I've ever had in my life, and uh, with the rain now, it's took off and it's greened up, and I think I've got enough fertilizer on it. And there's a lot of people that were waiting to fertilize their crop to see if it was going to rain, and myself, I wanted to get my fertilizer on there, so when it did rain, it's going. And now we've had two rains, and we got more rain coming next week. What's going to happen is a lot of the guys that waited may be too late to put their fertilizer on, and the price is going up on the fertilizer, too. You saved some money putting it on early. I did. So, you know, but it was still plenty high. It it had gone up quite a bit over a year ago. But uh, anyway, that uh, things are looking up right now, so we'll, we'll see what 
what the weather does between now and harvest. You know, a lot of people said my wheat looks dead, and I tell them, well, go out there with a disc and see how much of it you can kill. Uh, you'll have to disc it seven or eight times to kill it. <laughs> so we'll see how that works out. I guess well, it sounded like the governor was angling a little bit for maybe a combine ride this year too. Yeah, he was, and I invited him to my field day on May the 20th, and, and I told him there's plenty of room to land a helicopter there. So he seemed pretty excited about that. So if it fits his schedule, I, I think he may come, and I hope he does and Blaine, brings Blaine Arthur with him. So we'll, we'll see. I did uh, shout out to to Dr. Shrum, the president of OSU, but she's going to be out of town and can't make it. But she did indicate to keep me informed on other events, and I'll make one sometime as soon as I can. So we'll see. But I guess what? Now, you've, you've had that field day for a lot of years. Yeah, it's been uh, – I've had the test plot there. This is 17th year, I think. So we've, we always have breakfast, and we have good turnout, and, and uh, we have a lot of people show up. There's, oh, I say a lot. There's 70 or 80 or maybe more this year just because it's the first time that we can really see something. that Last year it was a disaster in the crop, so maybe the way it looks now we'll have something good to show. and people can get some information about what they want to plant next year and a lot of the a lot of the new varieties out are better now especially in our area where we have so many soybeans planted behind wheat double crop it comes off late and uh, we needed varieties that you can plant later and still have a good crop and they've got those now so hopefully uh it'll it'll help us a lot so uh, I don't know. There's 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 Milo that you can plant double crop and soybeans. So we uh, we've got some choices and some different things we can do, and a lot of it depends on fertilizer availability and cost and chemical cost and availability too. Some of the chemicals are going to be hard to get, and some of them are been outlawed. We can't use them, so we'll uh, have to play all of that by ear. Over the years, those test plots that you've uh, you've had on your your place, you've showcased a lot of the uh, the work of uh, Dr. Brett Carver and his team. I know you're proud of them uh, and yeah. the work that they've done. Yeah, Dr. Carver and his uh, wheat improvement team at OSU has just been a lifesaver, and uh, I think we've got the best wheat breeding team in the country. Uh, in fact, maybe the world, but uh, we keep getting new varieties every year, and they seem to be better than the ones that were previous. So. Uh, we've just got to keep him happy. <laughs> That's true. Uh, you know, uh, we, uh, we we think about all the things that you've done in, in agriculture. You've been named. Uh, uh, I, I was looking back at pictures about 11 years ago, OSU Distinguished Ag Alum. Uh, you've been involved uh, along with uh, with me uh, with the Oklahoma Ag Leadership Program uh, all the way back to Class 1. Uh, you've been involved in so many different things in different ways, Don. Yeah, uh, well, you know, to make things better for agriculture, we need more people involved, and a lot of them just don't have the time or the want to, so I've been able to do that, and with my family, the situation the way it was, and my wife's support, it makes a lot of difference, and I couldn't have done it without her support. You, uh, one of those loves of your life, uh, besides the family, has been uh, high school football. Tell tell me about that career. Well... Uh, I wasn't good enough to play. I just played one year in high school, and I loved the game. And I thought, well, there's only one way I can stay around it, and that's officiate it. So I started in 1970 and finished up in 2020, and that gave me 50 years. And uh, so I retired, and then my wife took all of my clothes and 
made me a quilt, so make sure I can't referee anymore. So <laughs> that worked out really well, and uh, they, that's a beautiful quilt. So I'm kind of proud to show that around. But, you know, it's, it's all for the kids, and uh, you don't make any money doing it. But it's it's the love of the game that that, that get, get instilled in you, and you just got to keep it up. And, and uh, especially, you know, if you, if you do your job and, and concentrate on it and learn the rules and keep studying and keep studying and keep studying, then you get higher up in the playoffs and state championship games. And I've been pretty fortunate over the years. I, I got to do four state championship games. And, and uh, every, every, every step higher you go, the better the quality of the games. And we've had a lot of games that were stopped at halftime in eight-man because of the score. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but then, you know, the, the, the closer the game, the better it is and the more fun it is to officiate. And I just wish we could do something to get more people involved because we keep losing guys every year. So many guys come in and they want to be 6A officials to start with, and that's the best place to get killed. Uh, Literally, <laughs> but if you don't know what you're doing, and you really need to do the pee wee games and the junior high games and all of those to get a little bit of experience before you start moving in with bigger crowds and everything, and you just gotta get tough skin and the parents and the fans you can't let them bother you. And uh, once you get that down, then you'll have a lot of fun. And uh, it's been it's been good and. I've had coaches tell me they were complaining about a call, you know, and I said, well, coach, I'll be glad to listen to you, but if I agree with you, we're both wrong. And then they go, what? <laughs> so, you know, it's it's things like that that make it make it fun. And then I've had a lot of fun just teasing some of the players, but you got to be careful not to interrupt their intensity. So, uh, but it, it's it's such a fun hobby. And uh, I just wish we could get more people involved in it. Right. Looking out, uh, you know, from from your perspective, this uh, career of yours, uh, you've been obviously in production agriculture or farming uh, wheat and other crops for uh, for decades now. Uh, what what advice do you have for younger guys around you? I know you probably you've mentored quite a yeah. few uh, young guys at the local co-op, uh, local farmers through the Ag Leadership Program, you've, you've mentored so many folks. What, what advice do you give them? Well, just like Winston Churchill said, never, 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 never give up. Uh, always find a way. And if you can't figure something out, ask for help. And uh, there's always somebody that can help you do something. And, and I'm at the same level. I still ask for a lot of help because as I get older, I forget things. So I have to have more help. And, you know, the younger people won't have that problem. But I would think probably the biggest problem they would have is financing right now. But we're lucky with interest rates are decent mm-hmm. for starters. And uh, just find find a good guy to work with and uh, just get all the experience you can and then dump, jump off on your own and get after it. That's probably the, the best thing you can say. Feel uh Feel pretty good about you know where we are uh, in agriculture today. You know as far as the, obviously a lot of challenges, uh, the prices, uh, the input costs, everything's a challenge. But well, right now the prices are so volatile; they are extremely high compared to what they were a year or two ago, uh, just because of mostly the Russian war with Ukraine and 
and we don't know what's going to happen there. I don't know. They say the wheat crop in the Ukraine looks pretty good, but I don't know if they're going to get much fertilizer on it uh, for, for top dressing. They have been destroying a lot of the farm equipment over there with bombs and missiles and stuff. And so we don't know what their situation is going to be. And, of course, they took over the ports for shipments of grain, and, and uh, we don't know. We just don't know so many things. And I think that uh, as we go along here, uh, it's, it's kind of hard right now to even write a contract for grain sales. Uh, you know, you want to you wanna be sure and take advantage of some of the higher prices, but you don't want to get into a position where you've got a contract and don't have any grain to fill it because then you got to write them a check. And that's... That, that's pretty hard to do and and you know if you're a big farmer you can contract some and and be fine but if you're a small farmer it's going to be nip and tuck whether you do that or not and and uh see see how it works out for you but uh right now things are so volatile uh we, we you know our input costs are so high and one of the problems we have is that everything we buy is retail and everything we sell is wholesale and and I don't know how we could ever change that. But it, sometimes I think that maybe the grain markets need to be investigated. But that will probably never happen either. Don, congratulations. I know that, uh, you, as you said, this is a memorable memorable day, and, yeah. and I'm, I'm very proud of you. Well, thank you, Ron. It's uh, always good to see you and, and, and to be friends for as long as we have been. And, and uh, I hope we can continue that and even get closer. So... I have always enjoyed everything we've done together, even the nights we get up at 2 o'clock in the morning in China to send back (laughs) reports on ag leadership. But it's all been worth it. For for, for folks listening, John, we were roommates, Class 1 Oklahoma Ag Leadership Program, and uh, that was especially in the time in mainland China, in Taiwan, a little bit in Japan as well. Yeah, 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 that uh, that was a good time, and uh, we were so lucky that we were in class one because we had we had a lot of money that had to be spent in that class and uh, uh, we struggled to get the future classes after that one going but we were able to do that and and now it's really it's really in good shape and it's really a good program and Edmund Bonjour is doing a real good job leading the program and so we've got a good uh, advisory council that kind of counsels him and and we'll ask he asks questions, and we try to figure out what's the best answer for him. So, uh, but he's doing a super job with that, and uh, I just think that uh, the future of the ag leadership program in Oklahoma is really good, and I think it'll keep going for a long time. Thank you, Don. Don Sheever joins us today from K County, 25th recipient, uh, being uh, inducted into the Oklahoma Ag Hall of Fame at the state capitol in Oklahoma City on the Oklahoma Farm Report. I'm Ron Hayes. Thanks for joining us for today's Road to Rural Prosperity podcast. You can join the conversation about how rural Oklahoma can prosper by looking for us on Facebook. And you can find our growing number of conversations on our website, ruralprosperityok.com. The Road to Rural Prosperity podcast series is a production of the Radio Oklahoma Ag Network and oklahomafarmreport.com proud to be a part of the family of the funk companies.